Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, people? It is good to welcome you in live after Game 1 of the World Series, an absolute classic. This is Unfiltered. Officially, this will go down as episode number 220. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution 24-7, 365, easy to do it. Twitter or X, if you will, get up in a KC Stern, get into the bio, jump on the YouTube channel and get all the interviews, the conversations, the guests, oh my, and of course, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast and wherever you are, hopefully you weren't dumb enough to listen to the people who were telling you that these two teams weren't going to bring any kind of a series that would be entertaining. These two teams didn't belong there. They were crying and bitching and moaning about the playoff format and about ratings, and all the other BS that they can throw in there. And at the end of the day, those idiots are quiet because we got a classic in game one. We got extra innings in game one. We had no ghost runner in extra innings in game one of a World Series that saw a hero already take yet another step in Adolis Garcia, another walk-off, his eighth home run of the postseason. And unbelievably, on the 12-year anniversary of a day I remember vividly, I was standing about eight rows behind home plate, waiting down to go on the field, and instead of being in the well where you normally wait to go out on the field if you're in the media, happened to be trying to wait that way because I remember we were doing some fan interviews right as the in-between innings we're going on through all of that drama with what became the David Freeze game. But before that was going to be the Josh Hamilton game, if you remember. And poor Darren Oliver on the hill. And here's David Freeze. And 12 years to that day and that sadness for those Ranger fans who were watching in St. Louis. Now those fans see Adolis Garcia break Freeze's mark already in a postseason, he tied it earlier in the game for ribbies and to put his eighth home run in the postseason. A guy who one time was dropped, ironically, by the Cardinals organization and by the Rangers, pretty much left for dead as he was going to be a dud. Well, not so much. Makes an unbelievable catch just two innings earlier and then comes off with the walk-off where you just knew when you saw Miguel Castro come in against Garcia, something was about to happen. Oh, boy, did it ever. A classic in game one. Particulars to come. First, as always, we're presented by our good friends at Bet Online, Number one source for all your sports betting needs. This season, latest odds, the matchup reports, baseball, basketball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be your fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers, your betting, and your favorite casino and card games. It's all available right now, right from your phone. Head over to the website today on your mobile device and get in on all the action. Remember the promo code. It's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off on your welcome bonus and bet online where the game starts. Uh, I, I want to start here. This exemplified everything we loved about the two stories of these teams. The fight of the Diamondbacks back and forth in this game. The fight of the Rangers. The defense played on both sides. The base paths and the four stolen bases and the running and all the between the margins that I've been talking about with Arizona where how are they able to beat teams that have more talent than they do? 
How did a team that was 32 and 39 in the second half come out and play seven of their first time before this loss and go beat the Phillies down 2-0 in that series? Go beat the Phillies in game six and seven in a house of horrors for everybody else at CBP in that environment and have no problem and knock them off back to back to get here in the World Series. Those because they were bringing in runners from third with less than two outs. It's because they were making great defensive plays because they were getting big outs. And it's because they were running the bases. And what Corbin Carroll did setting the stage in this game after going down early, gets the, the, the huge triple, then scores on a play. You want to talk about, I mean, nobody's scoring on that play where he comes in from third on that grounder, breaking home. You got the Tommy Pham phenomenon, who, again, is second big home run that he's hit in the last four or five days. And every time the Rangers went up, it seemed like Arizona came back and bounced back. Evaldi clearly not as good tonight. Ended up giving up seven, uh, what is it, earned runs total in the postseason, gave up five tonight. Pitched only four and two-thirds innings. Marte, 17 consecutive games now, which already was and now continues and extends the longest streak we've seen for a hitting streak for the first games in your postseason, first 17 games now, postseason career. Could tell Marte's got hits. And back and forth we went. And topsy-turvy we went. And entertained everybody was and glued to the set you were on the couch. Imagine them at the Globe. <clears throat> Excuse me. 5-3, the score after Marte's RBI double. 105 mile an hour off the bat. But the Rangers were not done. They continued to try and battle. They worked Ginkle more than anybody has. I mean, look, this guy has been untouchable, had been brilliant. That slider has been wiping everybody off the face of the planet. Look at how he pitched in game seven. I mean, forget it. Looked like he could have gotten the Phillies out three times through the order, let alone in an inning or two. But they worked him different than we've seen other teams do. This Ranger lineup is different than other teams have. The depth in it is absurd. They're going to make you work. They're going to wear you out. Look how they worked. Look, look, Gallon did a nice job battling back and settling down to get through five innings just to get to that pen where Tori Lavello wanted him to be. But look at how the Rangers' offense wore him out. Look how they worked Ginkle. And then in came Seawall. Leadoff walks will always kill you especially with a two-run lead in that spot. You'd rather throw a cookie down the middle, give up a solo shot, you're still up one. And you knew there would be trouble. And here comes Corey Seager. The guy in that park, you want to talk about you know, feeling at home. It's unbelievable the numbers that he's put up now in the postseason. This guy's already been there and done that, knows what it means and what it takes to be a star in a series like this. And even when he slumps, it seems like if it's in a big moment, he's there. Go look at the end of that series against Houston because that's exactly what happened. You can have two days where he disappears. There'll be a big moment. Here comes Corey Seager. And by the way, I thought he was going to do it again in the 10th, it looked like, as he was sitting there with two men on. But here he is in the ninth inning, man aboard. And that pitch from Seawald, I mean, I went back, and you all should if you have not. Forget about watching live on TV, all the different viral, viral shots of all the, the, the folks in the stadium and people on their cell phones taking videos and the, the, the noise in that crowd and the atmosphere in that crowd. How are you not soaking that up? And how the hell you feel about that moment for you morons who said this wasn't going to be a good series and for you jackasses 
who said the two teams didn't belong here. How you feeling now? And then you're tied at five. Austin Hedges, I mean, of all people, get to this spot where he thought maybe he would do something, three sliders from Seawald, but you get off the field. Back and forth you go. I had posted this out. I'm waiting for Aroldis Chapman to get in the game because at that point you knew the Rangers are done, but we didn't get there. Here's Castro, bang, Garcia, eighth home run in a postseason. 22 now, ribbies, most all-time on the 12th anniversary of the David Freeze game, and you can't do more of a turnaround in one game in a franchise since Boach got there and now taking all the rhetoric and everything that's been in that record book, turn it upside down, which is what you need for a team that is trying to win the first World Series in their history. It's just unbelievable. This is this was a goosebumps game. And the great part about baseball, if you're really a baseball fan, and a lot of people sit there and they champion and say, oh, well, I'm a big baseball diehard, because you root for your own team, and that's great. It's fine. Like I had Met fans sitting there, yeah, you know, he's tweeting me, posting me, whatever you say now. You're writing me during, oh, well, you know, I can't watch this game because these two teams don't belong here, whatever. I mean, honestly, the cranky, salty nature, seriously, shush. Enough. Shut up. Because if you're a diehard baseball fan, it's like, you know, if you're an NFL fan, you're not watching the Super Bowl getting into it only because of the office pool. Since when do we become a sport that way? How do you not get romantic about baseball, but jacked up about baseball like this? Because the way it was played, this is, a fantastic, this is an unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. And the way it ended, I mean, unbelievably dramatic. And now let's talk about Garcia and where he's sitting. Because we're past Randy Arena now. We're now cemented in, and I talked about this a few days ago, the irony about the Jordan Alvarez situation is that he sat there a few games into that series where they're playing Texas, and everyone's talking about on television the comps with Big Poppy, and look, as a player, certainly for sure, and what Alvarez had done in the postseason at that point, absolutely for sure, but I'm sorry, right now, move over, because this is now Garcia, who to me has reminded me, and I covered, that was my first job in this sport, covering the Red Sox in 2004, with them every day down the stretch in that postseason, with them for all those games of David Ortiz, and that is what this reminds me of. That is what this reminds me of, that every big hit and every big play and every big spot and every big moment, there he is. Energy, part of the team and the, and the fuel of the team and the guy who you look to, that balance in the force, that compass, absolutely same way Poppy was. Same way. Same exact way. That's the comp for me. No, he didn't hit left-handed. I get it. But same comp. This is a, this is a bad dude. The fact that this guy had a golden sombrero struck out four times, and you look like, okay, when he got hit, who knows what's going to happen to him, bounces back, hits five home runs in four days. Now a walk-off to start the World Series. It is freakish kind of, I mean, you know, I don't want to, you know, for the family and the kids. This freakish kind of shit. I mean, this is not something you normally see. And we're in now David Ortiz territory for me. You know, forget Randy or Rosarena. We're talking about the best of the best, the guys who have carried teams in baseball seasons in the postseason, like David Freeze did going back now 12 years ago. The Garcia story being cast off and literally forgotten and dropped on the side of the road like he was never going to amount to anything in this sport and becoming what he's become is one of the many, many stories on both of these teams, and it's what makes this so great that they're both here. 
the good thing that comes from this is that even the Dodos who sort of watched didn't want to admit how great it was. They're going to be locked in now. And I guarantee you a lot more people are going to tune in for game two. Because the right two teams belong here. No matter what the hell the format was or what you think, the Diamondbacks beat a team that won 100 games, one game six and seven with the hottest team in the world at home where they never lose and beat them. Texas, after losing the division at the end of the year, people thinking they were gone. Sit there and go knock off two teams, including, hey, look, Houston Astros in their house four times in their house, the defending champs, including wiping them off the face of the earth in game seven, blowing them out. These are the two best teams in baseball right now. That's when it matters. In the NBA, when you got 16 teams who get in and an eight seed goes on a run or a six seed goes on a run, that's they're the best team at that time. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. Same thing in the NHL, same thing in the NFL. That's all that matters. The Giants didn't belong in the field with the 18-0 Patriots. Now it's 18-1. That's all that matters. Texas Rangers are three wins away from a place they've never been. And right now, in that area, and for those fans, that's all that matters. But if we've learned anything about the Diamondbacks, like when they went down early in this game, and then they went down again in this game. Like when they were down 2-0 against the Phillies. Like when they looked like they were out of it with a nine-game losing streak in the second half of the season, you can go in on and down the line. They're not going anywhere. And I don't think anyone should be surprised if they go win a game on the road and even this series heading back home. This is what this sport is all about. If you can't get into that, get out. Unfiltered is always presented by our good friends at Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.